We got comic books and comics news, comics insights and reviews, comics girls and comics dudes, sipping on some freshly brewed. Cause it's comics and coffee, coffee. starting your day out the nerdy way. Comics and coffee, comics and coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. I am Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Nikki Alfaro. Good morning, guys. So, good morning, Nikki. But now it's with two weeks, two week, three weeks in a row we've done this? Two weeks in a row? Something like that. Two weeks in a row. Two I weeks think. in a row. Yeah. I think that's our record so far, so um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens um, in, in, in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, so we got some, once again, DC hit us with some, with some news. Um, some relatively big news, and there was and a couple things hit over the week as well. Um, but of course, the first and foremost in everyone's mind, Nikki, I think everyone's talking about what color do you think the dress is? Oh God, <laughs> no! It's the sloth apocalypse. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> but I keep on seeing white and gold. I don't know what that says about my eyesight. But <laughs> <laughs> do you think that you're wearing white and gold right now? Because what you're wearing right now is the same <laughs> color as the the dress. <laughs> so, <Black. yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we're not gonna we're not gonna spend a lot of time talking about the dress. Um, though, if you think it's it's inter it's interesting. I read a, like it, the only interesting thing about it was reading color theory about why people saw what they saw. Exactly. That's yeah. the only thing I read, and then I had to turn off Twitter for a little mm -hmm. bit. <laughs> well, I. I, during the day, the whole llama thing happened, right? Everyone was talking about the freaking llamas. I didn't understand that. <laughs> Everybody just started talking about llamas. I'm like, all right. And and so I was like, and so I saw that thing happen, and then I was like off Twitter for a little bit, um, and and then I came back on like three or four hours later, and there was this dress thing happening, and I somehow equated it in my brain. I was like, does that have to do with the llama thing? Because there's no way there's been two like gigantic things to happen back to back in, in the same day. Net neutrality. So. Yep. <laughs> I just find it hilarious that it all happens in the same day. <laughs> like this is this is the internet. <laughs> yes. And the thing that people talk the least about was the net neutrality. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So let's talk about some comic book stuff though. Another thing that came out uh, in the evening yesterday I believe was that CW is developing what is essentially a superhero team-up show uh, to feature characters from Arrow and uh, The Flash. The, uh, the two characters that are definitely going to cross over are going to be Brandon Routh's Adam, um, his Ray Palmer character, and Wentworth Miller, uh, Leonard Snart, who is uh, Captain Cold, obviously. But one of the more interesting aspects of it was that they also announced the actress who played uh, Sarah Lance on... On Arrow, um, as being a, a member of the cast of of, of this show, um, Lazarus and, Pit, Lazarus Pit. <laughs> right, which is very interesting because guys, I'm sorry, we're gonna spoil a little bit of Arrow for you if you haven't been keeping up on it. Uh, her character is no longer with us on on Arrow, so it's very interesting uh, that that kind of thing would be happening now. Um, that she would be getting her own part on that show. So the question people are asking is, do they think it's um, 
her playing the same character, or maybe they're just bringing her back to play someone else. Um, I honestly don't think it's the second one, just mm-hmm. because their universe is so connected, interconnected with each other that it just doesn't make sense for them to cast her as a new character. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Like this. Katie Lox is her name, by the way. I didn't want to not get her name um, before we talked about it. So that's the idea. But, I mean, other than that, what do you think of this idea of having, basically having, like, you know, Blob slash slash team up uh, as, as our ongoing series? First, Sarah was my absolute favorite. <laughs> so when certain thing happened towards the beginning of the season, I was heartbroken. So when she was announced to co-star in this, I was just really, really excited. And then I thought about it, and I was like, but what is the show going to be about? <laughs> yeah. Because it just sounds like a mashup. I mean, I get the Adam. I get uh, Victor Garber, who's like half Firestorm. Mm-hmm. And I get Canary. But Captain Cold? Like, um. I don't know where he's going to fit in. I don't know if it's going to be a kind of like Justice League versus Flash's rogues gallery or a an injustice thing. Mm. But what's exciting is that three DC characters yet to be uh, on either the Flash or the Arrow are going to be in it. So those are exciting possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the things that's exciting to me is that... Um, what I think Arrow and Flash have done so well is to create these secondary or supporting characters um, that are from the DC Universe and create them so well um, and make them vital pieces of the puzzle. The unfortunate thing is that the shows aren't... The shows are called Arrow and the Flash, so in the end, at the end of the day, um, it's going to be about those two characters more than it's going to be about these other characters. And at a certain point, those characters are going to outgrow their usefulness on the show, because they're brought on the show to fulfill certain plot lines and character arcs that, uh, that relate to the main characters of the show. And so... That's why I don't really get Ray Palmer. I mean, I like him. Mm-hmm. He's very he's very charismatic, and um, he's such a light character. But in the context of the show, he just kind of... He's the odd man out, and I just never understand his place in it. Uh, so I'm excited for him to get his own show. Yeah, I mean, I think they brought him in... Uh, as a big part, would, would to be the the kind of new love interest for Felicity in in a lot of ways to kind of draw that away from the the, uh, the Oliver stuff uh, on the show. But I also think that I, I think they probably had something like this in mind, um, or in like the pie in the sky sort of thought for a while. Mm-hmm. That's the sense that I get, right? That you don't introduce um, characters like the Atom or like Firestorm on on the Flash. Which they've done very well. Firestorm especially. Um, yeah, Firestorm was amazing. I've never been so interested in the character. <laughs> yeah, right? So the, the cool thing about it was they did it the way that it's done in the comics, right? Like it, it, that's, mm-hmm. the, Or the way that they come together is different in the show. But yeah. the way that they deal with each other and, and the fact that there are two people melded into one and that kind of, especially the et, near the end of this last episode where you started having, you know, Martin Stein's voice just kind of out there in Robbie and uh, Ronnie Raymond's head... Um, that's very much from the comics. If you read the comics, that's what it looks like. You know, they put like a little a little mm-hmm. shadow picture of Martin Stein up, and he's talking to Ronnie Raymond. Uh, mm-hmm. So I felt that in the show, and so and I want to see those characters do stuff. I want to see them be able to have storylines, but I I don't want to see time taken away from Barry or from Oliver, um, mm-hmm. those main stories or the main cast of 
either of those things, you know, because yeah. the cast of those shows are big enough already. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think Arrow supporting cast especially is they have to kind of like take turns at focusing who they're going to focus on, you know, for 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 a week or a couple of weeks. Especially- Especially since they do flashbacks as well. Yes. Like I just feel like there's too much sometimes because mm-hmm. they have to balance that with the flashbacks. So yeah. it kind of annoys me. Um, but who do you think is going to be one of the three DC characters? Or if mm. that's a good question. That's a really good question. I mean, it, it, if this had been a year ago, it would have been I think easier to pick somebody because you could have gone with someone that was on a more grounded level. You know, mm-hmm. in the kind of the era universe, but now with the Flash, they kind of opened it all up to this crazy amount of, of it could really be anything. Because if you're going to do Firestorm, um, you can basically do anything at, at that point. I'm hoping for maybe Animal Man or Vixen. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I, I didn't never thought of Animal Man. Animal Man, I think would be a good would be a really good pick for that. Um, Vixen as well. Is Vixen one they're doing the like animated thing for? They're doing an animated... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animated something. Yeah, like an animated spinoff show that's set in that universe. So that's an absolute possibility, obviously. You know, I think if you look at, like, kind of the Justice League characters, I guess, and you look at that that space, I mean, there are people like uh, Dr. Fate, who I think would be interesting, but that would start introducing magic and such to the universe, which that they haven't done yet. Um, Zatanna? Zatanna, yeah, Zatanna would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love that. Uh, You know... Uh, I'm trying to think who else. You know, I would like to see, but the thing is, like, we don't know what their plan is with, their, with all these different shows they're putting out. There are yeah. plenty of characters kind of in the, like, the Batman universe, like like Batgirl or something like that, that I would love to see that I think would fit. But with the Titan show coming, I don't know if that was going to be, like, a, a possibility. Um, and with Gotham. And with Gotham, yeah. We don't know how much they're allowed to have. Yeah. Um, Hawk, Hawkman or Hawkgirl, I think, would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this is where we get to see, if, if if it happens, we get to see the John Diggle is really John Stewart and is the Green Lantern. Ooh, um, yeah, that stuff. that would be cool. Because uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago on, on the on the main podcast, and people said, well, you know, that'd be awesome, but he wouldn't really fit. He would kind of disavow Ollie's place if he could just do whatever he wanted to do. So I think putting him in a different show with characters like Firestorm and stuff like that, I think might. Um, might change it up and, and help things out a little bit there. Uh, but we'll have to see. I, I think it's a cool idea. You know, I think it's be- a better idea than going, okay, we're going to do an Adam show. Um, even though I think Brandon Routh could absolutely support his own television show, I think he's got, you said, enough charisma to do it. But I, I, I don't want to just see, I, I want to see other characters and, and, and as many characters as possible, and this would allow mm-hmm. it to do that. And, you know, who knows what they're going to do with the villains. You know, uh, uh, you know, with Snart, the thing about it is that the Flash rogues are always kind of, they're villains, but they're more villains. Like, you know, we want to rob stuff. We don't really want the world to end. You know, that's kind of like their their whole deal. So yeah. it, it leaves room for, like, a team-up if there's some sort of uh, mm-hmm. something going on there. Um, so, yeah, so but cool news. I mean, are you a fan of Arrow and the Flash? I, I was a fan of Arrow. Um, in recent episodes, I haven't really been a fan just because Oliver is um, quite unlikable, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> uh, the Flash, though, is incredible. Um, I really love that they embrace the whole superhero idea. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I will I will keep watching Arrow if that means Sarah's going to come back at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I what I love what I, you know I, when the Flash first started, I had that feeling right there, like oh, I wish I wish Arrow was more like this. I wish it was lighter. I wish it was it it, it embraced this stuff more. But as it's gone on, I've kind of come to appreciate that I get this one type of show here and this other type of show here, and they kind of balance themselves out for me. You know, it's like, whatever mood I'm in, there's a show <laughs> that I'm going to want to watch first. And then most likely, yeah, totally. after I watch, yeah, most likely after I watch one of them, I'll then be in the mood <laughs> to watch the other one. Uh, so I enjoy that. And, I, you know, I've, I like it when characters kind of go into, like, an unlikable place some, sometimes. Um, and I'm just done with the whole Ollie Felicity thing. I just want that to just Same. be done. That's Same. all. Same. I, I want them to, once and for all, just end it and move on. Because it started as, like, something that was hinted at and then something they, they fully addressed. And I, I feel like it's been almost a whole season that they've just been playing this kind of, I, I would be with you if I could kind of game. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, another big piece of news that, that happened, Matt Fraction and Kelly Desconic, Kelly Sue DeConnick. <laughs> I don't know what that word was that I just said. Still the morning. Um, struck a deal with NBC Universal, uh, a first look deal to develop their comic properties and other properties, if they still come up with stuff, into um, other forms of media, most likely television, obviously. The first thing that is on the docket is a Sex Criminals TV show. Uh, you know, no creative talent, nothing yet, but that is the first thing announced. So, what do you think about this, Nikki? I am so, so excited for this. <laughs> um, I knew at some point they were going to work together, but for something this big, it's just, wow. Yeah. I never could have seen it coming. <laughs> at least not in like this immediate future. And then all of a sudden, bam, we're getting sex criminals on TV, maybe. Yeah, yeah you, I think it's, they said definitely it's going to be some sort of it's going to be a serialized program. Whatever, okay. whatever station it is going to be on, we don't know. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump to conclusions for anybody to think that it will be on NBC just because Universal <laughs> owns NBC. Because you know, production there's, companies produce TV shows all the time that end up on other stations. And there's no way that it wouldn't be on like AMC or HBO or something mm. of the like. Yeah. I think you're probably looking at a Netflix-type situation. It would be the first thing I would think of. Um, but uh, the, the deadline broke the story. And uh, I, love the, I love the first line. Comic book power couple, Matt Fraction and Kelly Sudaconic, <laughs> venturing to television with a two-year overall deal at Universal TV. <laughs> Under the pack, the Merry Duo will adapt some of their comic books as well as original TV series concepts. They also plan to use their milk-fed criminal masterminds production company as a TV launchpad for other comic creators' IP. Um... We've, we're always excited to usher in fresh voices to the television space, and we couldn't be more thrilled to partner with Matt and Kelly Sue, a fantastic pair whose award-winning comics are deeply realized as they are entertaining. That's Universal TV Executive Vice President Bella Bajaria. Um, yeah, so, and the first one would be Sex Criminals, um, which well, who knows when that will happen and how they'll do it, but I'm assuming if they have this much control over it that they're not going to let it happen in like any sort of way that they wouldn't be happy with. I'd be more excited for Bitch Planet. <laughs> I'd want to see that play out. <laughs> hmm. Well, who knows? You very well could. Nothing to say you won't. Um, 
So yeah, that's cool. I mean, I think it's really cool. Who knows what's going to come of it, but I love sex criminals. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. So to, to have that coming to another medium and get more of that, I'm, I'm all for it. And it, it's, it's a weird thing, right, because we, we kind of work in this space, and it's a very kind of small community, right? So mm-hmm. you end up talking to and meeting a lot of the people who write the books, who draw the books. You know, it's, there's a lot of access to those people. Um, and to, the news broke on Wednesday, and uh, Chip was signing at the sale, and <laughs> I saw it, and then I went up to him like, "Congrats!" <laughs> <laughs> so that's weird because that would never happen. It right? doesn't happen in other, in other media spaces, you know. You know, Stephen Amell isn't like hanging out at the at your local store, and they're like, "Oh, they announced a spinoff show for Arrow," and you know, you were part of this big announcement, you know, the whole kind of thing. So. And it's really weird because, you know, I've met Kelly Sue a few times. I've talked to her several times. And now she's going to be like, you know, a millionaire who creates TV shows. Um, And that's, it's a weird thing to to have happen. It's sort of surreal um, to feel that, like, that close to something that happens that that big. Um, But, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, they're the great voices. And and the more, and the more power they have, I think, the better. Uh, one of the other things happened too. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Nikki, but uh, Catwoman was confirmed as bisexual in in the comics. I can't wait to read the trade. I tried <laughs> to read it monthly, but um, I don't think there was enough there for me. I mean, I understood where um, I liked the art and the story was fine, but I wasn't really following Batman Eternal. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't know where Catwoman was at. And she wasn't even Catwoman. She's like the head of a mob family. So I kind of just want to read all the bad stuff altogether. But I'm excited. Yeah, I had the same issue with Catwoman, actually. I just uh, I wasn't caught up on like what was going on. And I, I thought that the, the art was good, and I thought the story seemed interesting and like of a mob sense. But I never, I couldn't really, didn't really hit with me because I wasn't at that place with Catwoman. I was still looking for a Catwoman book where she was kind of running around, jumping on rooftops. Um, and that wasn't what they were giving. So, but despite that, I mean, it, it's it's um, it, it made like small, very small waves uh, this week. Not as big as stuff usually happens, obviously, uh, in in this in our community. But I find it interesting because when I was young, when I was a teenager, um, I I had a very narrow view of like the, what bisexual was and and what what that term what the term meant. But I always thought like I always would always joke around and say like it's just there's no, no no such thing as bisexual it's just people being selfish that's what I used to say <laughs> which is obviously not true people, like we, we, I've come to learn much more as we get older right that people self-identify as many many things and mm-hmm. it's no bisexuality bit- is such a wide term yeah I didn't even understand it when I when I started to um, identify as bisexual I didn't mm-hmm. even understand like how big that term is um, so, yeah, it's amazing to see. And, you know, going back to the um, Sarah Lance being on the show, um, that would be another CW show, because recently The 100 has now a bisexual lead. Um, CW will have another show with a bisexual lead, if it's Sarah Lance. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, right? I, I, you know, sometime in the future, none of this will be news anymore, right? It'll just be, yeah. this is the lead of the character, but right now we're going through kind of, still going through growing pains with this stuff, where um, it's obvious that Genevieve Valentine is not doing it as some sort of some sort of flashy move, right? It's just mm-hmm. who she considers the character to be, 
and they're going forward from there, which which I like. You know, I, I just thought it because I, I saw some people that were upset um, on Twitter, not because she was bisexual, but because people were calling it out as some sort of just like flash move, like you know that it's not a it's not a realistic or acceptable way to be. It's just something that people use as sort of like a, a ploy, you know, um, which I'm sure has been done in the past. But I I, I, I like that all all ranges are starting to get represented in, in that way. Also, so. with Catwoman, there wasn't really anything. It wasn't like with with Robin dying. Like they didn't release it. They didn't release a kiss bef- like five days beforehand, <laughs> and right. they, like pick up Catwoman. Ladies kissing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I didn't even hear about it until last night. Yeah. So that's like the the day that I saw my Catwoman issues at a used bookstore. <laughs> I couldn't even catch up if I wanted to. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Um, one of the other things that came out, speaking of, in the Batman verse, um, Secret Origins number ten, which uh, Secret Origins is a book that's been coming out obviously for about a year now, and uh, has focused on a lot of origins of characters in the New 52, and it's a book that I've largely ignored since the first issue. I read the first issue, and they, they kind of tread familiar territory, and I kind of just was like, I don't need to read the origin of Batman and Superman again. It's not really what I need. Uh, but this week, uh, they did they did three characters. It was Batgirl, Firestorm, and Poison Ivy. Uh, the, the two notable Muslim ones, I think, are Batgirl and obviously Poison Ivy was, was, was a great story as well. Um, the Batgirl story, I, I think ever since she, the New 52 started, obviously the Oracle debate has, has raged in, in the comic book community. Um, DC has never been completely clear about what she did when she was in the chair in this universe. You know, There has never been any really clear Oracle. There's been hints, but never any clear designation of was she ever Oracle? Did she do the things that she did in the other comics? Is there some sort of squished continuity that shows her as this person? And I think Secret Origins attempts to address that in, in some ways. Um, what did you think of Secret Origins number ten, Nikki? Um, I I was really excited to pick it up because obviously um, more Batgirl and also Sejic doing Poison Ivy is something that I didn't know I needed until I heard it. <laughs> um. I liked it. I, I really, I didn't know what I was expecting with the Batgirl origin, um, but seeing it all connect to what's happening right now in, in Batgirl, it's pretty exciting. And um, yeah, I, I, I was in the camp of like, I really love this new direction of Batgirl, so I don't, I, I didn't really have the whole, like, where's Oracle? I, I miss the old Barbara Gordon. But it, it does address some interesting things. Um, but I, I didn't know if it was too on the nose or too, or actually really clever, or I don't know. <laughs> if I'm just, because I'm so biased. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, what I thought was fascinating was this idea, this kind of switch that happens in it, where you kind of realize that it's, it, it's so funny because it's, I forget his name a lot because he's my favorite writer, but it's a very Grant Morrison conceit that happens in this book because you find out that it's not Barbara, really Barbara narrating the book. It's the implant in Barbara's spine that gave her her legs back um, that's narrating the book. <laughs> and it, that sounds really stupid on the surface, but the point of it is that it's this new technology where they basically 
are putting another mind in the disconnected place of her nervous system so that her legs can work again. Um, it's you know it's very comic booky and crazy and out there, but and the last her memories only come to the point though where at the point where she gets her legs back. So this 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 part of her consciousness doesn't recognize herself from the the new fifty two on basically mm-hmm. uh, only recognizes that 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 pre stuff. Um, and we don't really get any oracle stuff, but we definitely get the hint that it existed and that it exists somewhere. That there's a there's some part of Barbara that was Oracle and did what did what Oracle did, um, and it's just maybe not this Barbara, maybe not, you know, it's it's more of a contextual or metaphorical, you know, Oracle. But those kind of questions I thought were fascinating. That's not what I expected at all reading it. I expected to be super cut and dry, like this is who she is, this is what she did. And then reading it, I was like, this is open for interpretation. It has mm-hmm. layers. It has, like, crazy ideas, which... Yeah, the narrative actually became chilling at some mm-hmm. point. And that was amazing. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I did really like the Poison Ivy story as well. I thought it was really good. Um, Poison Ivy is an interesting character because there's, like, a very strong contingent of people on the Internet especially who... Like super love poison ivy. Um, I didn't know I was a part of that contingent until <laughs> like a year ago. All of a sudden, I'm like, I look at poison ivy, and I'm like, yeah, she's she's actually really cool. <laughs> and she is a really cool character. It, it it just she hasn't been given the chance to to consistently be that really cool character. Ooh, I think we right. we see like little hints here and there. Maybe she's kind of. Um, really cool in Harley Quinn or uh, I don't know if you've read Gotham City Sirens but up to a point with like Paul Dini write, writing her she was really um, consistent <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I guess for me it was always just like she's a, she's a Batman villain you know so I was like she's a really interesting Batman villain but I never I, I never desired more I guess than that from her than just a when she showed up in Batman books she would be interesting and cool and one of those villains that was a villain, but not really a villain. Like, she had her... She was only a villain because her ideals were so in in competition with what Bruce's and Batman's were, you know? I just love how she just doesn't care about human beings, really. <laughs> Except for maybe Harley. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. That's really, really funny. Uh, yeah, so, but I thought the story was cool, and the Stephen Sedgwick art was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, they, they sort of reestablish her origin and stuff like that. She's going to be in the new Suicide Squad book. She's going to be a member of that uh, when it relaunches after Convergence. So she'll have some sort of spotlight for a while there, at least, with that. Uh, and really quickly, Nikki, I, I, this is our shared book of the week on the, on the, on the main podcast, so I'm not going to talk about it, but you reviewed <laughs> it for the website. Yes, uh, I did. <laughs> Spider-Gwen number one. What did you think? I wasn't in love with it, and um, You're when, I, when I read it, I'm like, oh no, oh no, I didn't like it. <laughs> Am I going to be kicked out of some secret club that I didn't know I was part of? <laughs> um, honestly, for me, it, there was some pacing issues. Um, I also thought the vulture being there was random. Um, there was some cool uh, cameos, which I'm really excited to see. Like, I'm more excited for the universe than I am for the current um, plot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that goes to her not having enough interactions with the people in her life as Gwen Stacy. Um, and uh, I wrote it in my review, but I was concerned that at the moment she felt like a gender-bent Peter. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's just me. <laughs> I still like the art. I'm still going to read it. <laughs> yeah, It definitely didn't get off the ground running like uh, I think Silk did last mm-hmm. week. Definitely. Um, but I don't want to say too much because I don't want to... I don't want to be repeating myself for, for later in the week. Um, we had a couple people uh, write in with a hashtag talking Java. And when, um, Beth said, hasn't been a TV character. I've been so devastated over dying in a long time like Sarah Lance. CW team spinoff, team up spinoff, discuss. We obviously did already, but I just wanted to... You know, we, we, got, we got your message. Um, at Yella underscore ghost on Twitter has two things for us. He says... Will you use post-convergence and secret wars to attempt to cut back on a few comics? <laughs> I looked at the list and I thought I would. <laughs> I'm going to try. Um, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> if you guys don't know, I also review comics for The Silver Snail. So I can g- look through them and see if I'm going to buy them. <laughs> And then if I, I if I don't want to like review them, I just put them back. Mm. <laughs> so I have a little bit of leeway. <laughs> There's a uh, for me. I mean, obviously, it gives you the chance. Obviously, once those books are kind of relaunched, so there's new books, it gives you a chance to really seriously look at your pull list and and if you have kind of like that collector um, feeling to be able to cut yourself off because things are starting over at number one. Everything is rejiggering, so you're kind of off the hook, I guess, in a little bit of a way for that. For me, you know, really, I've gotten very good about doing that already. Like, I've gotten pretty cutthroat about the books that I buy and don't buy any anymore. You know, there there's a lot of books that I used to get that I just have cut. You know, um, Avengers, New Avengers, you know, th- those books like that, I, they're they're out of out of my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And not because I thought they were bad, it's just they, they, they weren't jiving for me 100%, so I, I cut them out. And, and so there's possible... That the, the problem with these relaunches is not that I'm going to be cutting books, I'll probably be adding books to, to my pull list <laughs> because they're new beginnings for some people. And if they, if they announce really great creative teams, you know, I'm not buying an Iron Man book right now, but maybe I am after the relaunch if it has a really great team on it, you know? I'm not buying a Captain the Captain America book. Maybe I am after after the relaunch, stuff like that. I'm not buying Avengers. I'm, I will certainly at least pick up at least an arc of the Avengers when it comes back, whatever it, whatever that version of it it's going to be. So I'll actually end up adding folks to my pull list by, <laughs> after these things are over. I look at DC and the books that I am already collecting from DC, like uh, Grayson, Gotham Academy, um, Batgirl. Like nothing's changing with them. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I'm already just like keeping them, and then like they'd announce Black Canary, <laughs> right? They're like, there's another book to add. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see about Marvel though. Yeah, we don't. We just don't know. We yeah. have no idea yet. So it's really tough to say. Um, I'll definitely be picking up less books during Secret Wars from them than I would have been picking up normally. Um, Definitely. I'm going to be picking and choosing more. It's just because the storylines I've been enjoying are going to be over by that point, and I'll be able to kind of just look around and pick whatever I want to pick out and, and read them. Um, at Yellow Ghost, Ghost also wants to know, the new Spider-Man Peter Parker 
may be ethnic, he says in quotes, what are other MCU characters we haven't seen yet that could fit a different race than normal? Mm. Any of them, I think? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, for me, it just doesn't really change the character. Um, like, we look at Iris West. Like, she... It doesn't really affect her being an intrepid reporter. No, so. not at all. <laughs> you know, the only the only things that would would limit it would be if um, characters are already certain ethnicities, obviously. Yeah, like, obviously. Yeah, like Shang Chi. <laughs> yeah, Shang Chi. Like, that might be a little bit weird. It's a little bit off on, on the scale. You know, if someone's, you know, if if there's like a character like Colossus, wouldn't really make sense to do it if with. He, yeah, he's, he wasn't Russian. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure there are there are yeah. black people in Russia, but you know the the majority of people I'm guessing are not. You know, so there, so stuff like that. I think it would make less sense than mm -hmm. it would. If it, but I think almost any American character, it, it's there's not really anything stopping it, um, unless there's something in that history or something that is you know specific to that race. Uh, you know the the. The Peter Parker thing, it's absolutely Dan Slott said on Twitter, is something that essentially is white about Peter Parker, except that he was white when he began. And, and don't worry, I think sometimes that means something, right? You don't, you don't want to just change everybody just to change everybody, but um, I think that a character like Peter, who's been so well-served in his original form over many, 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 many years, it's very, very... I think it makes sense to, to do something like that. Um, and you know, it's, it's nice if people can say, like, look, that Spider-Man looks like me. Like, that's nice, you know. Um, Captain America might be one that's a little bit tough just because of the time that he's from and kind of that kind of thing. I mean, obviously, there were black soldiers in World War II. That's not, that's not something that didn't exist. But if Captain America was supposed to kind of, like, r reflect, like, what, like, the Norman Rockwell version of the 1940s was but the, the first Captain America, I think, was black, right? But they didn't really acknowledge him. It was, uh, if you read Young Avengers, like the first run, Eli Bradley, his okay. uh, grandfather was the first uh, okay. uh, Captain America, <laughs> but, like, they didn't really... Right. I meant Steve <laughs> Rogers. I didn't mean, I didn't mean, like, the... Yeah, the yeah. Because I think, obviously, yeah. Sam being Captain America right now, I think, is, is awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's the Steve Rogers aspect of it because to yeah. me he's always been kind of been as that Norman Rockwell version of mm -hmm. of the American like 40s, mm -hmm. um, and maybe, but maybe that's wrong too. Maybe you know shaking that up that ideal is is also a good thing. But just in my mind, that's that's the only character yeah. that really seems to me that I, I initially wouldn't want to see the, the change on. But everyone else, I don't think it matters really, um, unless you can point to something specifically in their history that that keeps them that one race. And I think the the argument about the other way around. It's so stupid. Such a stupid argument. Um, like, well, if they made Black Panther white, people would be really pissed off. Well, yeah, because he's an African king. <laughs> and there's like seven good black characters in all of comics. So maybe don't change one of the seven really good ones over. That would be nice to not do that. Um, but yeah, he's an African king. It makes It's like Luke Cage. Like he's been, he was born out of a very certain time period and a very certain influence. You know that kind of black exploitation film movement. He's born out of that, so making him white doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But making Johnny Storm black, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter unless you really believe that there aren't stories you can tell from that perspective, um, like that. But yeah, I think anyone can change. It doesn't matter. 
And as far as like the movie stuff goes, as long as they're good, that's the thing. I that's my only thing. Like as long as they're good, I don't care what the hell color or race or gender they are. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, it doesn't matter to me at all. So, I I I I don't know. You know, the, my some of my issues with stuff in the comics hasn't even been about the race. Like the Wally West stuff in the Flash. Like he's just like he's not Wally West to me. He's like he's not funny. You know, he's not light. He's, like, really super serious. And that, Barry's already serious, so I don't need two serious flashes. That's the kind of stuff that bothers me more than anything else. I haven't been reading The Flash lately. Mm. It's good. There's nothing wrong with the book. You know, and the direction they've gone, and I think they've done a good job. But I, you know, and I, I rail against people for saying stuff like this, but I miss, like, the Jeff Johns or Mark Wade, like, versions of those characters more than anything. Um, so, yeah, that's my problem with The Flash right now in, in, in the comics. Speaking of, Mark, do you read Daredevil, Nikki? No, I have, um, like, the first volume from Mark Wade's first run, mm-hmm. but I've just been kind of, like, because it's the hardcover, I've just been, like, whenever I see the next ones on sale, I'll pick them up. Gotcha. <laughs> Well, and I just kind of wanted to read them all together. It's absolutely the best thing in the world to me. And uh, this past issue really played with the ideas of kind of damsel in distress stuff. Uh, with, uh, you know, because, you know, Daredevil's whole thing, he's, you know, the, they know who he is, so they're going to come after, they're going like, to try to go through the people I love to get to me, and I'll put people in danger, and I have to, I have to leave them, you know, I have to break up with her, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, Foggy is like she's not just like a, like a, 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 a like a sack of meat there to like be be. You know, she's a person and she has a decision. And if you said this to her, I bet she would you know punch you in the face or whatever and tell you you're being ridiculous. Um, and it, th- there's a whole twist in the book where it ends up like the person going after the female character isn't going after her to get to Daredevil. She's going after her because she was the prosecutor who put him away. <laughs> um, and she has this really funny line. I'm kind of spoiling it, but she has this really funny line where she goes like, "Oh, I can't, I can't, I hate it when my built my enemies try to go through me to get to you." Um, <laughs> this whole thing is really, really good. And she puts it like, I forgot how she puts it, but she doesn't like, uh, not mansplaining, but like dare dare explaining or something like that. It, it was really funny, really, really good. Really played with those ideas. Um, so yeah, but that book is amazing, and Chris Amney is just like the best in the entire world to me, with superhero art. But we covered a lot today on the show, Nikki. Yes, we did. We covered a lot. So much um, news. A lot of news, a lot of, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Um, if you guys want to get in touch with us, please, uh, at Talking Comics on Twitter, use that hashtag, Talking Java, and uh, we'll make sure we get to your questions throughout the week. Uh, talking, uh, you can find Comics and Coffee now as a podcast um, on iTunes and on TalkingComicBooks.com. If you go into the podcast section of Talking uh, Talking Comics, there is a special edition banner, and that's where Comics and Coffee is going to live. Um, there's links there to download the MP3 or subscribe on iTunes, whichever way you want to do it. So it's up there for you guys to check out. Please, if you can't listen live and you just want it on your headphones or in your car, this is the way to do it. My personal Twitter is at Bobby Shortle. Nikki? I am at I am Asian Background. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And, uh, yes, yeah, so that's going to do it for Comics and Coffee. For this week, thank you guys so much for starting your day out the nerdy way with us. Cause it's comics and coffee. Comics and coffee. Starting your day out the nerdy way. Comics and coffee. Comics and coffee. Starting your day out the nerdy way.